the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now, it's a Friday, and across the state, not such a fun Friday. Uh, We've got flooding everywhere along the uh, Arkansas River. Uh, I was just watching Fox was doing a huge uh, story on it just a moment ago. They had a reporter in Conway, had another reporter out in Russellville, and uh, evidently, there it was it in Russellville, I think he was talking about. They just had a breach in one of their levees there. In Russellville or Dardanelle? It must have been Dardanelle. Yeah, Dardanelle's had a, a pretty large breach uh, in the levee. Um, and obviously, there's, um, there's a lot of levee situations throughout the state. Right now, county officials are going out with uh, the Corps um, and monitoring uh, those levees. In a lot of places, they have... Um, some minor leaks and and kind of seepage and things like that. Mm-hmm. So they're they're putting more resources and manpower into those areas and really monitoring those. Um, but the the one true breach right now um, that I'm aware of is in Dardanelle. It's a pretty massive breach. So there's not not much they can do once um, you have a breach like that. So. Uh, the the plan now, the plan of attack is they're working pretty feverishly uh, with sandbags. They brought in um, National Guard helicopters to help uh, provide some of the larger sandbags, drop right. those into place, and keep it out of the city limits of Dardanelle. Um, that's that's the goal right now. So um, uh, we're monitoring that as well. And, and quite frankly, Dave, when you're talking about a 500-year uh, flood, yeah. something we've never experienced here in Arkansas, um, it's it's a, it's a lot to keep up with, but from the Red Cross who's flown in and and, and helping out with um, shelters if need be, and we haven't had a lot of requests for that yet. Um, but with the National Guard here in Arkansas and our federal delegations really involved with this and, and making sure we get all the assistance we can from the federal government, um, the governor's administration. State police, Adam, uh, everybody's working uh, and and working together to make sure that we you know mitigate this and, and minimize uh, the cost uh, of the damage as much as possible. We obviously got some good news late last night from from President Trump in the White House. Uh, just a day after the governor uh, sent that letter uh, requesting federal assistance, the president was quick mm-hmm. to action. He signed that. Um, and that'll really help uh, open up federal resources for the state of Arkansas. So that's that's kind of a snapshot of where we are. Um, it's it's a lot. It's also a very different sort of natural disaster in that we've seen this coming. There's it's, not much you a, can do. It's a slow yeah. unfolding natural it disaster. It is. It is. And in Fort Smith, um, you know that area up there has seen. Uh, the largest amount of flooding right now, but that's because that's where the majority the water of it is. comes in first. Uh, it ha- it has crested up there, so you'll you'll start to see um, the waters recede. It'll take some time, um, but but that's you know f- silver lining that you know that has crested, so you'll start to see that water go down. Um, but it's moving its way to Ozark, um, and then by I think June third, it'll be down here in Little Rock. You're already seeing what's happening in Dardanelle and and, and the Russellville area. And, and it hasn't crested there yet. So, it, again, it's just this long, slow roll 
um, of a uh, of a natural disaster. So we're monitoring it. We, we've you know there's been thousands and thousands and thousands of sandbags that are being filled by uh, uh, community volunteers, neighbors. I mean the stories that the governors heard, um, you know, either just phone calls into the office or out there. Uh, talking to folks who are on the aerial tour mm-hmm. yesterday it's it's the neighbors helping neighbors it's you know the guy next door running over to help you know move the furniture upstairs in in in, a, in their neighbor's home or uh, the north little rock basketball team out there filling sandbags uh it's actually kind of neat they were working on their drills but it was sandbags and not basketball yeah um and i think that's just the natural spirit of arkansas is you know whatever whatever is needed folks are going to step in pitch in and help out and so you know that's that kind of gives you a little bit more um uh confidence that you know obviously we're going to get through that we're going to get through this regardless but i mean the spirit of arkansas is what brings people together um and so that's been really nice to see but it's a lot of water uh we're doing everything humanly possible uh to mitigate the cost and mitigate mitigate the damages um but it's it's we're going to be dealing with this for a while all right jr davis is with us the uh, governor spokesman he was out uh, west yesterday with the governor we had alan clark alan clark alan kerr on uh the uh, insurance commissioner and he gave you a lot of good information about if you're going to be affected about this uh, some things that you needed to do some calls you need to make uh so that uh, you can try to make it a little less palatable uh, as you're going uh, through it. Uh, I heard on a story, I'm in, I just happened to be in here in the studio watching Fox News, and then I, whenever I see stories come up about Arkansas, I always watch. And they said that, is there a power station in Dardanelle that they're afraid they're going to lose into the river? Is that right? I'm not sure exactly what the details are on you know what all is at stake there, but obviously when you have and you've seen the video, I'm sure people have seen oh, the video shoot. all over um, social media. But when you have a breach that large, you know you you start to you know um, calculate I mean, that the were risk. They talking about the yeah. worries that the town itself was going to completely flood. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's that's why they're working right now as hard as they can and quickly as they can to mm-hmm. shore up the this the the. Uh, the uh, city limit there, uh, the city line, to make sure right. that they can at least do everything they can to prevent that water from going into the city or redirecting it. Um, and so that's that's really the most difficult part right now is is you've got to monitor these levees. You're doing everything you can to make sure that these levees are uh, are are strengthened uh, as best you can because you know the, the interesting statistic here, Dave, when you talk about just the sheer. Uh, uh, the sheer strength of the water, right? You always talk about it. it's it's yeah. one of sort of it's that it's that calm strength of the water. You see it, you don't think much about it. We talk about turn around, don't drown. Uh-huh. So many people still continue to make that mistake. Yeah, I mean the water can take you away in your vehicle or on your feet so quickly within seconds. Um, but to put this in perspective here, this is from KTV here in Little Rock talking about just the strength of the water. Uh, and the quickness of it. In Little Rock, the flow was 435,000 cubic feet per second. That's 11.7 billion gallons per hour and 281 billion gallons per day. Mm-hmm. That's more than Niagara Falls. Uh, normal flow at Waterfall and Niagara Falls is 150,000 gallons per second. The flow in Arkans- in the Arkansas River in Little Rock is 3.2 million gallons per second. Whew. So, I mean, you're talking about... 
you know, you see Niagara Falls and it's falling and it's, you know, it's, it's uh, splashing up. You and you hear the, the roar. The roar and, and you think to yourself, man, that is unbelievable. No one could possibly live through something like that. And we're talking 21 times uh, the speed uh, of Niagara Falls is the Arkansas River right here in Little Rock. And Little Rock hasn't crested yet. Yeah. And so we're, we're so we're it's really getting, it's getting close to the bridges going over the river. Is. Have you noticed that? It is, it is, and and I know over uh, we have one of our agencies ADEQ across the river in in Maumelle, or in, in North Little Rock. Um, you know they they're seeing the water uh, creep up as well. So it, it's something that people cannot take lightly. Uh, you know the governor mentioned this the other day. It's it's sort of astounding where you know you see the impacted areas where the flooding is, and that's every that's all anyone can think about, and uh, for obvious reasons. You go a few miles, you know, into Fort Smith, and it's kind of life is normal, normal. And, and there's not much yep. going on. But I think that's a scary thing in that people aren't really paying attention uh, to the things that can really get you into trouble. And so right now, the Department of Emergency Management is really pushing um, uh, pushing uh, the life safety part uh, of this flooding, which is, you know, the turnaround, don't drown. Even if you think that you can get through uh, part of a road that's that's got water running over yeah. it. You, you never you, know you what's you never under know, it. You don't know how deep it is. You don't know if anything's, you know, if the road has eroded road underneath that's right. it. Maybe it's not there anymore. Yeah, and also just... You know, remember that water is coming over much faster than you think it is, and it doesn't take much uh, to to lift something off the ground, especially a vehicle. Uh, and then, and then that's it. You know, it's really difficult. So, turn around, don't drown. That's something they really want us to push and remind folks of. And then. Also, just stay out of the floodwaters. Uh, I, look, I remember I was in college. There was one time down at uh, Arkansas Tech where the, you know there was a tremendous amount of rain. There was flooding, and, and students do what students do, and, and that's they're running around in, in the waist deep water and kayaking down the uh, some of the the ditches and things like that. It sounds like a good idea at the time. It's a terrible idea to get out there in the floodwaters for a number of reasons. One, there's a lot of wastewater treatment facilities that this water is running through. And also chemicals. You've seen some pictures on social media, the sheen, the different colors on top. Uh, It can really, really harm you uh, if you're out there in the water. So that needs to be on people's minds. Stay out of the floodwaters for your own health. And also, uh, with the water rising as quickly as it is, you know, the animals have to go somewhere. So there's a lot of snakes uh, in the water. There's a lot of other critters in the water. You need to make sure that you're staying out of the water for those reasons as well. And then finally, it's the rubberneckers, right? It's the folks that, that come out and, and want to uh, uh, see for themselves what the flooding looks like and where it is and those sorts of things. Uh, and that's something folks need to really take a lot of caution with because that can get you into trouble pretty quickly. Um, and and the, uh, the uh, rescue attempts, as good as our National Guard are, uh, and they are stupendous. Um, if you're by yourself and you're in an area, uh, there's probably not going to be much help. So you've got to be able to use that common sense to uh, keep yourself out of those situations. So those are some of the life safety things we're really pushing right now, making sure that folks understand uh, what can help save their lives and their loved ones' lives, friends, so on and so forth. All right, let's get our first break in. We'll do that right now. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM. The answer. All right, we continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show. J.R. Davis is with us. He, of course, is the governor's spokesman. He's giving you a, a quick overview of what the flooding is like along the Arkansas River. Things in Dardanelle are not good. I'm going to send a picture that Shane Stacks just sent to me to Elizabeth that shows the breach uh, from two hours ago. 
uh, out in Darnell of the uh, of the levee there, and it is um, unbel- it's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable the picture. Uh, Shane also wanted me to tell you that tomorrow when he does the show at one, it will be a special show that he is going to use dedicated to updates on the flooding. Any calls or messages that you want to send in uh, will be used. Um, they'll, of course, verify first. They'll uh, say, if you have to ask for any help or whatever, or you want to offer help, uh, he'll announce that as well over the air. Um, and then uh, he said, if I want to come in with him, I'm welcome to. We'll have to see how things are going. And uh, Elizabeth just sent me a, a text and said, uh, if folks think uh, the tornadoes are bad, water is the most destructive natural weather force that we have, and it only takes four inches of moving water to take a car away, completely off of a, a road, and move it down. And so that's why, you know, turn around, don't drown. I mean, we're going to keep repeating that to you uh, as as well. It's dangerous. Very. I look. About four years ago, I lost a friend uh, during heavy rains up in the Cabot mm. area. Uh, we had some of those, you know, kind of quick flash flood a- areas. And for whatever reason, he went around the barrier. He uh, thought he could get across. It was deeper than he thought. Uh, came up the side of his door. He decided what he needed to do. He was only a few yards from the other side. And so he was going to wade across to the other side. He was just a few yards away. I mean, we're not talking a far distance. We're mm. talking a short distance. And the water swept him away. He was on mm. He was on the cell phone with some folks when it happened. Oh, man. And he drowned. And he's not with us anymore. And, you know, that's, that's sad. Don't get out of your car. I'm just telling you, don't drive into moving water. Don't go around barriers. I know you think you know the road, but I'm just telling you, you don't know what's under the water. Yeah. Just be careful. No, it's scary. And again, a lot of these, you know, a lot of the search and rescues sometimes, you know, stems from, there's freak accidents, but sometimes it's just, you know, just take those precautions to begin with. And and especially at night. Um, But, you know, yesterday we... Uh, uh, participated in a flyover tour. Uh, it was the uh, the governor hosted it, and, and Senators Bozeman and Cotton and Congressman Westerman flew along. I uh, saw uh, Congressman Co- uh, Westerman's uh, playback of that on Facebook. Unbelievable. Yeah, it really was. Um, and and so and, and then of course Congressman uh, Womack uh, was there for the news conference. He's been on the ground there in Fort Smith for the last few days and. And it was just really remarkable. You know, we we've done this before, and we did a flyover in 2016. But it was in it was uh, in sort of the winter months, uh, and there was some flooding um, down in the southwest section of the state. And and you you certainly got a, a feel for what the flooding uh, looked like then. But man, I tell you what, you know where we are now. Uh, you know, in in the year at the end of May, going into June. This is certainly going to have an effect on our farmers uh, and the agricultural industry here in Arkansas. Yeah, they've already been taking a beating. They already have. Yeah, with I mean, there's been the the weather has been um, difficult already with the 
tariff situation um, has been uh, hurting some of our farmers and uh, in, in, in some aspects. And, and then, of course, you throw this on top of it, and it, it really, really is difficult uh, on our farmers. The governor feels it for them, um, and he is doing everything he can to help, again, mitigate uh, the damages uh, or at least the, the costs um, for those farmers. Uh, I know President Trump uh, you know, visited with the governor uh, on the phone, uh, I believe it was uh, Tuesday uh, afternoon, um, and, and so got a feel for what the state of Arkansas is going through. So, you know, there's, there's just, there's a lot, there's a lot of anecdotes, um, but, but the flyover tour itself was just really, uh, incredible, uh, for lack of a better word. I don't know how you describe it, the sheer magnitude of it. when you see it, it, it has an impact. There are parts, yeah, absolutely. There's parts, Dave, where you're flying over it and you literally don't know what part is the river, uh, and what part is the flooding because it's just this massive body of water. Uh, and and you can figure it out when you see the the rooftops of some homes uh, or businesses surrounded by um, the water. And, and you know, one some, something that I, I uh, just just kind of stayed with me, and I, I tweeted some video out yesterday. Um, there was this basically island uh, in the middle of all this water. There was this sort of rectangle patch of land with one tree and several <laughs> head of cattle. And and that just really kind of speaks to the the issues that our farmers, uh, our cattle farmers, uh, are dealing with. Obviously, our our row crop farmers as well, uh, with the fields just just drenched uh, in water. And so, um, there's just a lot of aspects of this flooding that uh, we have to take into account and, and assess that damage as we can. But again, this is a slow process. Uh, folks, as difficult as it, it is to hear, just need to remain patient. Uh, we, we've we've got to let the waters recede in some of the areas that will start that process. You know, north of uh, Ozark, uh, we'll start. You know, that that water will start receding. We'll start being able to go in there and assess that the damage there and see what we need to do, um, and then just follow that. Uh, on uh, so on and so forth until it gets out of Arkansas, but it's just going to take some time, and it's going to be around for a bit. As far as uh, you know, uh, small business loans and FEMA funds and all the rest. Uh, where should people contact about that, and when should they start calling? So, uh, the Department of Emergency Management is our uh, sort of uh, boots on the ground, if you will, as far as FEMA and those assessments uh, uh, and that sort of thing. So, um, my good friend Barbara over there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just had her on yesterday. I tried to get her on today, but she is just, I mean, she's like a a one a one armed man in the paper hanging contest right yeah. now. I'm just telling it's, you. it's no, it's a lot. And everybody is. I mean, from you know, the National Guard has done a tremendous job. Uh, the Department of Emergency Management is really uh, keeping tabs on everything. I mean, we we're we're I can't speak uh, any higher of of the National Guard and the Department of Emergency Management, you know, the state police. Everybody is doing everything that they can. Yeah. But again, this is something that we have never experienced in Arkansas. And the governor spoke about this yesterday from a closed down Garrison Avenue bridge in Fort Smith due to flooding. And that's the bridge that connects Arkansas to Oklahoma across the Arkansas yes. River. And it's just astounding. He talked about the, the historic magnitude uh, of of this flooding, and it so, went from, so that whole area where they have the sheriff's uh, 
uh, museum and all that? Is that all flooded? Yeah, so luckily, um, and the, the very intelligent folks who built the U.S. Marshals Museum made sure it was actually above uh, where um, the, I think it was uh, a few feet above the actual floodplain there. So oh, the, wow. it got, it got close. It got very close, but it didn't get into the, the um, Marshalls Museum there. Um, there is the, the sort of the riverfront park there yes. in Fort Smith. Is astounding. I that. Yeah, I've place. been to concerts there. I, when I was a news reporter, I covered events out there, and, and it's really incredible because what you see right now is the very top of 20-foot light posts. Those are completely underwater. Wow. So it's, uh, it's, it's really remarkable. And when we come back, we can talk about really what those uh, presidential disaster declarations mean and okay. kind of talk about that a little bit. Here's the news. Back with you, Dave Ellswick, here at 101.1 FM, The Answer. We got, uh, of course, the governor spokesman on J.R. Davis. Uh, yesterday, we played back uh, a previous uh, interview that I did with him, and I thought it was important to, to give it to you again about how government was going to change in the state of Arkansas. Now that that's changing, J.R., you get a 500-year flood. Yeah. How, how is it affecting that? Is it affecting it in any way? And which part? Because you're changing. You're changing the way, you know, you're going to have, uh, what, 15 departments oh. instead of, what, 40-something well, departments. I mean, the go- no, that's a good point. I mean, the governor, he did make the – he's made the point before this. is look, we're just – I mean – you know, transformation state government doesn't of government doesn't change uh, the situation on the ground right now, and so you know the Department of Public Safety on July one uh, will will include state police and emergency management um, with Jamie Cook as the secretary, and she'll still be handling her handling her duties with Alita. I mean, those are two critical functions uh, of of natural disasters and, and sort of keeping the peace. And even little factors like the governor mentioned, you know, looting in some areas. You know, you got to make sure that folks from Oklahoma are coming into Arkansas or Arkansas. Is it happening? There are some cases uh, where it's happening. And uh, the National Guard and state police um, have stepped in. And, you know, you see a lot of that, too, in natural disasters where you'll see. Well, sure, after tornadoes and National Guard uh, yeah. members, you know, posted in, in certain neighborhoods and things mm-hmm. like that just monitoring it so it's happening and that's just you know that that's uh, uh unfortunate uh we we definitely want to showcase arkansas uh in a different light and i will say this i mean it's a, a very small circumstance so there it. are people that but what we're trying to do is make sure that you know arkansans have a knack for helping each other out uh, you don't see a lot of looting but in the cases that there are uh we're going to put uh, folks in place to help um um, divert those individuals. Right. Now, this is Dave Ellswick talking. This is not the governor's, you know, uh, ideas or, or JR's. But bottom line is, if you're out looting, and and you're looting people who are going through probably at this moment the worst moment in their life, right? You are a scumbag. Absolutely. I mean, I remember what I what what just has just stuck in my mind forever and always is Katrina, uh, and New oh, Orleans. Oh, you saw that? And yeah, you saw it. I mean, man, just <clears throat> the the looting was ridiculous there. And obviously, we're not having anything close like no. that at all in Arkansas. But there's obviously that Arkansas possibility. Wouldn't allow that. Exactly. I'm just telling you, it wouldn't allow no, that. No, and that's where I, and the governor mentioned that he goes, he expects. You know, uh, Arkansans to to be good to each other, and everything that we've seen indicates that's exactly what we're doing. We're helping neighbors out, filling those sandbags. Uh, you know, uh, Congressman Womack gave an analogy the other day about uh, you know a, a little kid who was three foot nine or something uh, from from that little kid to 
uh, one of the star athletes over there in Fort Smith. It's like six eight, six nine, or something, Phyllis. So everybody, no matter the size, no matter the age, Doing is pitching part. in. Um, and the governor uh, told the story of where he's he's called a lot of these county judges, and he personally has stayed in touch with them, making sure that they have the resources that they need. Uh, and he sort of jokes that every time he, he calls one of them, they answer the phone out of breath. Uh, and he says, I know exactly what they're doing. They're filling sandbags. Yeah. You know, and so you've got these officials that are out there in the trenches helping, uh, uh, you know, alongside their community members, uh, filling those sandbags, putting them in place. Um, so it's been really, really remarkable. Uh, I do want to get to this, Dave, uh, talking about, um, you know, uh, federal assistance. Okay. Yeah, I'm on now, to let me talk just, about this. Let me clarify. It, this is where we talk about the patients part because, you know, the, the, um, uh, the good news overnight is that President Trump has signed that disaster, the, that emergency um, declaration for Arkansas due to the historic flooding. It's in 16 counties, uh, those most affected counties. Um, and so, um, um, it, so that was the start. That allows us to kind of tap into those federal resources as we need them. Right. right? So okay. that, that's big. But the patient part is we we have to be able to assess damages. And so right now you've got folks saying, hey, I'm I'm out of my home. I'm in a hotel. There are those situations where it's really difficult. And there are some uh, low interest loans from FEMA that can help folks, you know, in the in the uh, in sort of the interim period right now. Right. Um, But once those assessments come in uh, and the water starts to recede and we can actually see exactly what the damages are, uh, there are opportunities for people out there, individuals and household uh, programs, the IHP, that's housing assistance for temporary housing, repair, replacement of existing homes. Uh, That's one part of the FEMA. There's a lot of qualifications you have to follow under but the first one is that you your losses are in a presidentially declared disaster area so that's okay. that's why that's so important to get that uh, done and taken care of now uh, there's also individuals and households program other needs assistance so o and a uh, that's personal property, child care, medical and dental expenses, funeral and burial costs, transportation. There's qualifications to go on with there. Of course, when you're talking about small businesses, uh, there's a small business administration, business disaster loans. Again, these are uh, those low interest loans uh, for uh, small businesses uh, you know, that have some damages or destroyed property. Uh, they also offer home and property disaster loans. That's a partnership with FEMA. Um, and then you go on and down the list, emergency farm loans from USDA, uh, non-insured crop disaster assistance program with USDA, uh, emergency conservation program uh, with USDA. So there's there's a lot of different programs and, and, uh, and opportunities for folks to tap into those resources at the federal level. Um, but but that's going to be that's something that has to wait right now because we have to have FEMA come in and do those assessments of the damage, and then we can really start to um, repair and recover. And that's that's sort of the the second tier uh, once we get there. Right now, we're still responding, uh, and that's what this is all about. So you know, uh, as as the waters crest, as they rise, the first uh, and the most important thing is to keep people safe. Uh, and so, if there have been uh, you know, evacuations uh, called for in your local area, uh, and a lot, and these are all volunteers. There haven't been any mandatory evacuations yet, um, but but I heed the advice if you're able. Um, that's oh, what yeah. that's for. So the biggest goal is: look, we can't stop the water. Um, this is you know you, you talked about it, Dave. That that you know tornadoes are they're always seen in hurricanes are seen as just this incredible power. 
Um, but you mentioned it, I think, during one of the breaks that, that flooding itself, just water, is the most destructive uh, form of a natural well, disaster. Look, it's moving, it's going to erode, but it stays right for a long time. Exactly. Yeah, and so that's something that you just have to be cautious about. Don't tempt Mother Nature. Don't put yourself or your family or friends in that position. So, it, again, these county officials, they're getting the messages across. If they feel like there's a, a need for an evacuation, um, heed that advice. Uh, again, don't make mistakes. Turn around. Don't drown. Don't risk driving your car just because you have to get somewhere. Do not risk driving your car 100 feet where you think you're good because, again, it takes just a second and, and you can't get that back. We're on so, top of that. You get in water that's deeper than you think, and you go, oh, it's only about 20 feet over there to the other side, and you get out of your car. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. Don't so do it. Just don't put yourself in that situation. Um, but but as I mentioned, there are those programs. They There will be availabilities. Um, you know, the governor's already put $350,000 into emergency funding, uh, and that is, of course, for resources and things like that to, the, you know, uh, to help with the sandbagging and things like that. So that's, that's what that's for. And then after the response is over and the receding begins, that's when those assessments will take place. And then that's when you hear more and more about the programs that are out there for folks. Because we want people to be able to rebuild. We want people to repair their properties and recover from this. And we know we will because we're Arkansas and we've been through situations um, before. Uh, we've had to kind of pick ourselves up and dust ourselves off and, and, and you know, really make a, a better day than we've had before uh, the disaster took place. Again, this is a different kind uh, of flood than we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is going to take some time. Um, but we will recover. The governor is is focused on this. Um, his administration is focused on this. Uh, and we're going to do everything we can to get the people of Arkansas back on their feet. Um, but it's going to take time. That's what people need to know. Yeah, it just blows my mind that you told me that that bridge from Oklahoma into Arkansas is underwater at Fort Smith. It's it's not underwater. Oh, they okay. closed it though because oh, there's because, yeah, because, because of the high well because of the the high waters. I'm not sure yeah. when that will be reopened. But yeah, I mean it's just you know I think that obviously look I'm no engineer, but I think when the water gets that high, there may be some, some a lot of stress. Yeah, a lot of stress and some maybe some possible structural issues. You just mm-hmm. want to be better safe than sorry. Yeah, uh, and that's the most important thing. So, um, but yeah, I will say that I can certainly cross off. Uh, you know, doing a news conference in the middle of a bridge. I've never uh, done that before, and and uh, and so it was really remarkable to kind of take in the situation uh, and look around and see the water and, and sort of realize why you're there uh, and take that in. So it was pretty remarkable. But again, just and you the, were glad that the river didn't rise for. An- Six inches while you were there, right? Right, yeah. I was, uh, it was, it, but it, Whoa, you know what? It was that silver lining. That, and I want to say this too the governor really uh, was appreciative of sort of the spirit of Fort Smith. And my goodness, if, if there is one city in Arkansas um, that is just, you know, resilient uh, more than any other city, it's got to be Fort Smith, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. You know, from from the the job losses at Whirlpool and places like that, and then they rebound and they bring companies in, and the revitalization they're doing in downtown Fort Smith, uh, and then you have this flood strike. I mean, but the resiliency of Fort Smith is really incredible. And so the governor said that yesterday. He said, "Look." Uh, and that's what I love about our governor. Let me just say this: he's he's not gonna he's he's not gonna sugarcoat things. Like he's not gonna tell you that hey things are gonna get better quickly or anything like that. He's gonna set the stage and say, look, this is what you can expect 
we I can promise you we're going to get through it, but but it's going to take some time. And, and yesterday those were those comments were reflected in what he said to the folks there in Fort Smith and said, look, it's going to take time. We're going to be here for a while. Yeah, it's going to be frustrating. He said at times. exactly. He said, but this is where it starts. And and he said the way that Fort Smith uh, and its residents uh, have handled this. Uh, through preparation and the response and and how he knows they'll handle the recovery is how he expects every single city uh, and their population to handle this as it moves through their town because wow. Fort Smith has been remarkable um, they have they have you know they, they know how to uh, they, they know what it means to be resilient um, and they have come together and it's been it's it's been really remarkable it's been inspirational um, but again I think Fort Smith is sort of a uh, a snapshot of of what's Arkansas going to be happening all across the because state. the spirit of Arkansas is strong. I think that's what's going to get us through this. Um, and the things that need to happen, let me just stress this: the things that need to happen are happening or have already happened um, in in the situation we're in right now with response. So that's what's going to be very helpful once the response is over. And the repair and recovery uh, begin. So just so folks know that, that we're doing everything we can, we've done everything we can, we will continue to do everything we can um, uh, during this response time, and then we'll turn our attention um, to recovery as, as the river starts to recede. Okay, before we take our break, let me remind you what Alan Kerr, the insurance commissioner, said yesterday. Call, if you're affected by this flood, you need to call your insurance agent. Uh, the insurance department has put out a memo to all the insurance companies asking them to go extra miles with people who have been affected by this, but they don't know that you need extra you know, time or anything like that unless you call them and talk to your personal insurance representative. So make sure yeah. that you do that. No, and that's a that's a, uh, a great call, Dave, and, and from Commissioner Kerr. You know, that's where people want to know, like, what do we do first, right? What do we mm-hmm. do first? Well, if, if you are insured, uh, you have an agent, that's that's got to be your first call. Yeah. Uh, and, and, if, and if something happens and, and you're, you may not be covered in that way, they can certainly point you in the right direction and give you a little more clarity on the situation. So, uh, and, and again, be patient with, with our folks um, uh, you know, on the ground, um, whether it's the National Guard or Adam, um, and and whether it's phone calls that you have coming in, there they are, uh, they are working hard around the clock. They haven't stopped, um, and and I think that just kind of speaks to the character of both of those. Uh, well, the the organization departments um, uh, and and what what it means to be an Arkansan to them. And, and what it means to help out their fellow Arkansans. So they've put a lot of work into this. They're going to continue to do that. We're going to continue to monitor the situations with the levees uh, and the flooding as it comes into Little Rock and through Little Rock and on down to Pendleton. Um, but but that's that's where we are right now. It's going to take some time, but but we'll get there. We'll recover. Um, but But we just need some patience. Okay, we're going to take a final break, and then we'll come back and have just a few moments to talk to Jr. Jr. Davis is our guest, Governor Spokesman. I think he's giving you a pretty good overview of where we're at right now in the state of Arkansas with the flooding that's going on. Don't forget that today is the last day of May. It's the last day of Motorcycle Awareness Month. So if you're looking for some great coverage at great rates for your bike, get it with somebody who rides a bike as well. Because they know about motorcycles and they know what you should be doing to insure it. And Dwayne Smith with Allstate Insurance can help you out with that. 
because they ride themselves. It's always better to buy your motorcycle insurance from someone that rides one. Give them a call at 501-819-0373. 501-819-0373. And also, May is National Military Appreciation Month. And the Dwayne Smith Insurance Agency has over 30 years of military experience. They're vets, and they love our military men and women. You stop in and let them tell you how much they appreciate your service, and then let them show you how much they can save you on your insurance. Call Dwayne Smith with the Allstate, Dwayne Smith Allstate Insurance Agency at 501-819-0373, or stop by, visit with them. 3920 East Keel Avenue in Sherwood. So let's finish up for this hour. And uh, if you've missed this hour, we're going to repeat it in the 4 o'clock hour because a lot of important information here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Look, here's what we're going to talk about. I went and saw Godzilla last night. If you're a Godzilla fan, don't miss the movie. That's my review. I'm just telling you. You'll love it. It's awesome <laughs> it seems like are you a godzilla person i, I don't know much about godzilla oh, dude, i saw i remember the the one that came out in like the late 90s right no when that was one, a terrible one that, yeah ugh, but God, i remember the uh, preview of it yeah the preview was was terrifying as a you know i you know i i those movies with the big tail coming through you remember that was like a, it was a tv it's what aired on TV and the in the uh, trailer and stuff, but it was like started off with just some people talking or something. Yeah. You see this tail go to the city. Yeah. Like, that always yeah. kind of just freaked me well, out. Well, the, like, the big thing was they used a freaking iguana. Godzilla's not an iguana. Okay, I'm just telling you, he's not an iguana. Godzilla's Godzilla. He's the king of the monsters, like but he's the king of the monsters. Don't get in his way. You do not want to mess with him. But anyway, it's a great movie. Loved that movie. And uh, if you loved Godzilla as a kid, this movie would bring a lot of great memories back to you. All right, let me finish up with you, JR, because I know you got things you got to get back to. Uh, let's talk about, again, people need to be, you know, uh, patient about everything. I'll, I'll give you another time to, to tell people and call for patience. Yes, absolutely. And it's not what they want to hear, but we got to let them hear what is important. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, first of all, just know that uh, Governor Hutchinson um, uh, is 100% behind uh, every community that's being affected by these floods and every resident that's being affected. We're going to do everything that we can uh, to help mitigate the costs and the damage uh, throughout this process, uh, the governor has his administration in place from Adam, uh, to, which is emergency management, to state police, uh, to the National Guard um, that are all hands on deck at this point to make sure folks are safe. Number one, that's the key. Um, but the, the reason we ask for patience is they don't call this the 500 year flood for, for no reason. I mean, there's this is going to be with us for a while. Um, the rivers is moving fast, uh, but slow in the same time. We're just kind of watching this follow, and it's cresting at different levels uh, in different places at different dates. Fort Smith, Van Buren, we've seen the crest there. But even at the crest, it's going to take some time for those waters to recede. 
And that's when FEMA uh, and state officials, along with federal officials, can, can get on the ground there and assess the damage. And that's when you'll start being able to, to receive some of the, um, the help, uh, the necessary help as far as, uh, uh, you, know, you know, rebuilding your home, repairing your home or small business and whatever it might be. So that's what we're asking for the patients. Um, the governor's already provided uh, $350,000 in emergency funding uh, just for the resources and response right now. That's what we're looking for. Um, so, uh, just that's, that's the biggest, the biggest takeaway. If anything else from this interview is one, just be cautious. Don't put yourself in harm's way unnecessarily. Um, that's turn around. Don't drown. Don't risk it. Uh, stay out of the floodwaters if at all possible. There's a lot of chemicals, there's wastewater, um, that's running through there. And then of course you've got snakes and things like that, that are, uh, that, that are all up in the, uh, floodwaters there. Uh, you know, don't go out and explore. Uh, no need to put yourself in that situation, yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially at night and things like that. And the other is uh, the state of Arkansas, the governor is going to put every resource possible. Like I said, he, he already put it $350,000. We're going to do everything that we can to make sure that communities have what they need uh, for response efforts uh, and then for recovery and repair efforts uh, after the fact. So um, we're behind you. The governor's monitoring all this. He's staying up to date. He's getting briefings uh, a few times a day on this stuff. Uh, his staff is staying up to date on this. So we're, we're in this, and we're going to do everything we can to help the people of Arkansas. But we need you to be patient and stay with us. Uh, and once we get into those reco- the recovery mode, um, there's going to be a lot of opportunity out there, uh, and we're going to make sure that folks know where to go to get it. All right. J.R. Davis, spokesman for the governor's office, thank you so much for the hour. We will talk to you next Thursday. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Stay tuned. we got news coming your way. All right, my thanks to Jr. for coming in and spending an hour with us and bringing us up to date with what's going on along the Arkansas River. As you heard him say, let me repeat, the river will not crest here in Little Rock until Monday. Okay. The 3rd. That's when the crest think of this as a wave moving down the uh, Arkansas River and that that's what's happening right now. Yeah. Uh, it's in the area right now of heading to Ozark area. So uh, as as people have called it it is a slow moving disaster. Mm-hmm. So and then after it's crest it takes it's going to take a, a while to go down in fact I would bet that the Arkansas River, that uh, the core may keep people off of it for well into June. Mm. There's a lot, a lot of water going through. Millions upon millions of gallons of water per second. Per second. What, was, what did J.R. say? 21 times the amount of Niagara Falls? Was that what he said on the flow? I think it was on the on the floor. He said it was twenty one times. Think that's, uh, don't get me lying about that. Yeah, but I think he said twenty one times the flow. We'll listen to it at four o'clock again. But twenty one times uh, what goes over Niagara Falls. Yeah, yeah. it's I just mean, incredible. I mean, looking at the levels by the big big down bridge, the water is basically almost covering those trees next to it. Yeah, have you been through uh, down across the bridge at I thirty and looked at the surrounding bridges? And I mean, we're talking ten foot maybe. Mm. From the water to the top of yep. the bridges there. That's high. Extremely folks. high. So we'll see how this all plays out. Don't forget again, tomorrow Shane plays radio. He's going to dedicate his show to all 
the information he can possibly have for everybody about what's going on mm-hmm. uh, in the uh, uh, this flood. It is a 500-year flood, just so you know. <laughs> All right, so keep that in mind. All right, so we uh, let, let's talk about something that we can move away from the flood. I got about 30 minutes. We can kind of loosen things up just a tad, and we'll do that by talking about a movie that I wanted to see it was mm-hmm. my number one movie I wanted to see this year. Yeah. And it opened last night, and it was uh, Godzilla, uh-huh. King of the Monsters. And let me just say, I'm not going to give you any spoilers. Russ left the studio because he hasn't seen it yet. And he doesn't want to hear anything <laughs> about it. Let me just say that the movie is, as far as I'm concerned, uh-huh. as one of the biggest Godzilla fans around. Yeah. Awesome. Just freaking awesome. It was fun. This was the movie I wanted to see. It was fun. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the key. That's what all Godzilla movies have always been. Yeah, they have an underlying tone about something, and they have an underlying tone in this one, except that, unlike the first Godzilla, which was all about nuclear mm-hmm. weapons, uh, that uh, when the people present their argument about Godzilla and the other creatures. Yeah. It's laughable. Mm-hmm. It's it, really it, it makes you laugh at them. It yeah. sounds, it is just, well, we're going to save the earth by destroying it. But see, that's how I feel about, you know, watching the movie. A lot of times the humans, I just kept telling like, man, they are dumb. I just kept having that same opinion about the entire time a human came across the screen because, you know, if we're going to just talk about Godzilla and all the monsters, I'm like, so the movie was awesome. Yeah. I mean, watching on the big screen, watching them fighting one another, it was awesome. Yeah. No doubt. But it's when the humans, whenever they just came across, I was like, really? T- really? That's what you're you going to say? The, you know what drove me crazy? Bill Dance is in this movie. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. What's the last movie you really remember that Bill Dance was in? Schwarzenegger was in it. Wasn't it called La- like like Last American Hero or whatever, something like that? Uh, Maybe I just can't think hold of it on, right let now. Let me let me get that uh, the the title because he was in it. And when I tell you what I remember about that movie, there's only one thing. Yeah, I remember about that movie, and it involved Bill Dance. Uh, Bill Dance. Okay, I'm going to just bring up and see Bill Dance here. Boop, 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 boop. I'm bringing it up on I got went to ID uh, IMDb okay Bill Dance you'll know this guy as soon as you see him uh, of who he is he's very easy to uh, remember I'm pretty oh got it my thing keeps jumping here we're gonna I'm gonna I want you to look at this guy first I don't want to see him okay Dance, 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 dance. Why is he not coming up here? There, Charles Dance, pardon me. Okay, Charles Dance. Charles Dance, okay. And uh, he was in this movie uh, that uh, it had it had Schwarzenegger in it. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, you're talking about Tywin. What? You're talking about Tywin Lannister. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, uh-huh. but he did... What was it? Uh, he did the one about... Uh, the oh, Last Action Hero. A- last Action Hero. That's Thank it. You. Okay. okay. 
Bad. Have you watched that movie? I have not. Okay. Rush, you've watched Last Action Hero, right? Been a long time since I know. It was in 1993. Oh. It was in 92 or something like that? I thought it was 93. Maybe. Hold on. Gosh. What's 10 years when it's 30 years away? Okay. Anyway. 1993. 93. Okay. What Bill Dance was the bad, or Charles Dance, pardon me, was the bad guy in the movie. And he wore. The eye, the contact lens that uh-huh. had the happy face on it. You remember that? I don't remember that much detail, no. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I went, I went, I'm looking to see if they got a picture like of him. Like this picture that. right here? I don't know if you can see that. That's him, I guess, from the yeah, movie. Yeah, that's, that's him. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for the picture from the last action here. I'll have to find it and... And uh, show it to you. Mr. But I'm just Tyrone telling you. Last action, and he, I keep want, I keep waiting. I kept waiting for him to turn around, and that to show up, him to show up, and you know there was one that. scene in the movie that I won't spoil, but it's with, it was with him and between the eleven, basically. They were on the elevator going up, and he did something with his hands. Mm-hmm. And it was, I was just like, wow. That, that, it was pretty funny when it happened because he was tr- not trying to show his true emotions at the time of right. what was going on. But that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie, too. And, um, you know, I mean, when can, he probably can never not play the bad guy. Well, that, he's known as the bad guy. He's, that just, that's who he, he is. He always is the bad guy. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, I... I'll bring it up and then I'll send it to Elizabeth and she can post it for you. But every time he came on screen, <laughs> I looked for that happy face. You know, wow. I thought, man, that'd be wild to have that in there. But okay. yeah, it was. I loved this movie. I really did. I I went through my whole bucket of popcorn. You did, okay? You know, watching uh-huh. it. Uh, it had some great, great prehistoric monster fight scenes. Yes. It, like I said, the and action... They, and they tried to tell me, you know, they were too dark. No, they weren't. It's where they were fighting at. Yeah, I saw the exact same time they were comparing it to Game of Thrones, yeah. basically. I'm like, yeah. no, it was not dark at all. If you want to see it when it's light, wait until Kong gets involved yes. in this. Yes. They teased it. They it, teased it. I know it. They, they, did. they They sure did. I was like, yep, we're coming, you know, at we're the, coming. They give you at the end... They're, they're, they show you the Skull Island. Exactly. But even during the movie, they talk about, like, you know, all these monsters, they're not on their their islands anymore, basically. Yeah, they're like, moving. They're moving. And you know, one didn't show up. Yeah. We know which one's coming. And I liked, I liked the part where, you know, everybody's bowing to Godzilla. That was so awesome. Yeah, okay. That well, was we the, don't, don't want to talk about it too, too specifically, but let me just tell you, there is one... Big Mo out there that ain't going to take a knee. Well, and yeah. he, and and he's got fur all over his body. Yeah, I'm just saying it's. Good. Yeah, he's he gonna look at, at Godzilla and say, "Say what? <laughs> that ain't good. No, what? You want me to do what? No, that ain't going to happen. Of course, of course. Now I've already I heard last night. I was talking with uh, with Shane. Shane went to the movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night, his wife Sheila, really, really, just oh, he, this boy married way above himself. I'm just oh, so she you. actually showed up too. She okay. was there. Okay, and uh, anyway, uh, Shane came up with a pretty good idea. 
that there's a possibility that somehow they'll figure out how to get uh, uh, Ghidorah yes. back into this next movie. Uh-huh. And Kong and the mammals and Godzilla and the reptiles mm-hmm. will join forces to fight it. I was thinking for sure that someone was going to maybe Godzilla and Kong, you know, teaming up, you know, possibly in the future. Yeah. But that makes sense. Yeah. I actually see something like that happening. That could be. That could be. That could happen. Absolutely could happen. Because what Tywin Lannister is planning to do. <laughs> Tywin Lannister. Tywin Lannister. That's yeah. his name. That he, That's that's synonymous with him. You know, yeah. his name is Charles, Charles Dance. Dance. That's his name. That is not his name. I'm telling you right now, that is basically his alter ego now at this point. It is Tywin Lannister. That's who everyone knows him by. That whenever the guy walks on screen, you pay attention because he's just that powerful of an actor. He's that good. And you know, he he was one of the best parts of the movie. My only criticism I would have for it is that I felt that some of the jokes, some of the humor was forced. Yes, it was forced. You know, I thought, um, what's his name? Sheen. Oh, is it Michael Sheen? Um, th- is he the guy that played the uh, the computer geek? Yes, his stuff was forced. I, okay, they forced in humor on him. Exactly, there was maybe a couple that I liked from him, but for the most part, the humor was forced. And I'm getting sick of the um, I really am of the same themes being played over and over. Look, everyone can't be Thanos. <laughs> it, it just everyone cannot be Thanos. Yeah, right. the, the overpopulation theme. The um, you know, the humans are. You know, being too much and doing, being too harsh on the earth and blah, 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 all this stuff. I and mean, I'm getting really tired of that same thing being played over and over, even more so than the post apocalyptic, you know, type of thing that's been playing in Netflix movies or wherever you watch. But it's just the overpopulation. I'm getting tired of it. I really am. <laughs> Not everyone can be Thanos. I'm so Thanos. glad you're getting tired of it. But I just thought that the underlying theme of global apocalypse I'm, and all that was so. <laughs> ridiculously it, presented and they did that on purpose it is it was so bad yeah it, it really was, was so bad but it how, really was but how about the one during that conference where he basically was telling them to watch this video but you know the the main parts are blurred out telling that you know they're mating or whatever yeah yeah that yeah. was fantastic that was right at the very beginning that was at the beginning yes. yeah that was uh the the mufos <laughs> were 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 ba- mating that was hilarious. That was very funny. That had some good lines in it. That, yeah. that part where they were there and then they had to leave. Well, see, the actor who uh, delivered those lines, you know, because he's in the commercials with Sprint mm-hmm. or whatever, his character, you know, how he's so, um, he's like, what's the word I'm looking now, for? He does Verizon. Oh, it's a Verizon? Okay. Yes, he does Verizon. He's so, um, it's like there's an uneasiness with him. Like he's so, um, he's just like he's not totally there. But he's you know, not happy in his own skin. Yeah, that, you know? that's the thing with him. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about that. But that's but. him, you know. And I, I get that. Okay, you know? so here's a big question. This is rated PG-13. I think you can get away with eight years of age and up. What do I, you think? I think so as well. I agree with you. I mean, the I bad language is basically an occasional uh, bovine excrement, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as far as that goes. I don't remember any F-bombs or anything. Do you? No, I don't. And I to tell you the truth, hey, I've seen parents. No nudity. Exactly. Gratuitous violence? Not really. Yeah. I mean, they could have gotten nasty with the violence if they'd wanted to. you know you're talking about this you brought up this subject 
I think about when I saw parents bring their children to Deadpool 2. Oh, yeah. And if I saw that happen, I know for sure you can take your children to go see Godzilla, King of the Monsters. If you, well, if you took them to say that movie, absolutely. You it's know, like taking them to a cartoon. Exactly. And so, you know, there was really nothing to tell me that, yeah, someone eight years and older, take them with you and enjoy the movie. Yeah. I mean, it's really... You know, when you look at the old black and white movies, other than that the CGI is so much better now, yes. and back uh-huh. in the day you had a guy in a rubber suit, uh-huh. uh, there's no, there's not a whole lot of difference there, I don't think. Yeah. I, I really think that you can get away with taking a kid uh, to go see this movie. See, it's always great to talk about these movies with you because it makes me I actually want to go see Godzilla one more time again. I really do. Immediately. That's how I felt after Endgame. I just want to go see it one more time. Okay, so Shane sent me a picture of Charles Dance. Tywin Lannister. Here it is. Is that not cool? That was in the movie. Wow. He had to, you see it? Can you see it over there? I'll, I'll show it to you on Facebook, all right? I'll, I'll hold it up so you see it. Uh, Shane said, Godzilla was amazing. To be fair, they do make the eco-terrorists seem off their rockers, <sighs> and I agreed. Yeah. I think they made Ghidorah uh, better than the Japanese movies ever have. Mm-hmm. By the way, tell Zach that I basically lost my mind like I was at a WWE match. Okay. And it's true, he did. He he was hooting and hollering next to me, and I was like bowing my head down and putting my hand. And saying, I don't know that guy. No, I'm just kidding. Someone pointed out to me that if Ghidorah is a symbol of the Beast of Revelation, yeah. If he comes back, it will be after a mortal head wound. Mm. I'm just telling you, when you, and next Friday, I think Shane's going to come in for this, and I can have you there for Uh it, and we'll get somebody else to see the movie. The Christian allegory in this movie is way over the top. I'm glad you brought that up because, I mean, I was paying attention to those scenes, but I didn't even think of it as that way. I'm glad you did. All kinds of Christian allegory. We'll talk about that next week. Hey, Sonny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. Their phone number, you need to know it, 982-7451. Every part guaranteed comes with a standard warranty. One, two, three-year warranties on all parts. I've gotten two engines, a transmission, a rear uh, light for my car, uh, antenna for the top of my car. I've done a lot of business with R.D. Hopper and Sonny's Auto Salvage. They are the best place to go. They'll save you money. If I had gotten OEM parts, I would have spent well over $10,000. Just barely broke three grand for two engines and a transmission. Call Sonny's Auto Salvage. Let them help you. They do labor as well. 982-7451. Okay, back with you. Again, if you're going for deep philosophical talks, don't go see Godzilla. Do not. Right? Because the deep philosophical talk they give about global warming and everything will make I almost laughed out loud. <laughs> I mean, but to hear their solution is what a lot of those eco-terrorists say needs to happen. Man man needs to be done away with. Overpopulation and all that BS stuff. I, I mean, Ch- Charles Dance, that was his thing. Yeah. All right? Mm-hmm. The, the end game was, if man was gone, so what? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Pharma, Farmiga, is that how she pronounces her last I don't know name? How to pronounce, I, her bottom line was, she thought things were going to work out a little bit differently, but she was just stupid caught me off guard too she was stupid yeah yeah because she would 
I won't say what I was exactly. going to say because I know, I'll break t- it again. I don't right. want to spoil anything, but go see this movie. Take your kids. Go see Eight it. years or older. They're going to love it. Mm-hmm. There's just something about King, uh, not King Kong, but about Godzilla stomping around and proving he's the man. Do what I did, basically. When the monsters come on your screen, open your eyes wide and smile <laughs> and enjoy the action. And take it in. But when the humans come onto the screen, just start calling them stupid. You're yeah. stupid. You're stupid. You know, basically, just <laughs> do did. that. The only one I didn't think was stupid? Who? When Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. He's a smart guy. That's true. He got it. He figured it out. That's right. He figured it out. I liked, I liked what he was doing. Bobby... Get a better script next time. I just wanted to take a remote and fast forward every time there was a, just a scene between the humans talking to one another. Just fast forward. Okay, more action. Here we go. <laughs> action over. Fast forward. There you go. You know, just I just wanted to do that because you really have to have the right mindset going to see this movie. You have to go for the action for the monsters. I mean, I'm thinking that's the mindset you should always have anyway, but that's the type of mindset you should have. And yeah. if it's not... Well, you know, you're going to waste about 10 to $15. All know. right. We're out of time, bro. I wanted to Zach coming because he watched the movie last night as well. Different theater than I did. I saw it with Shane Stacks. We both gave it three thumbs up. I got a thumb on my left foot. All right. Enough about Kong. Just know it's a great movie to go see. Take your grandkids with you. And uh, Shane says, yeah, I, I, must, I must have missed it. There is a scene and it's like when a lot of stuff's going on and somebody says, you got to be effing kidding me. So that that's in there. So know that there is one F-bomb in it. But most of the time, they say the S word for, you know, poop. That, that's basically all that that's in there. So I, I'm just telling you, it's just kids that love this movie. And I'm a kid at heart, so I really love the movie. All right, Jerry's here from Bumper to Bumper. What's up, bro? Hey, Dave. Have you well, been out to Conway today? Yeah, it's been a busy day. I bet. Been yeah, hot yeah. out there? Well, it's not inside. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Okay. Yeah, it's got nice air and cool in that building. You know, we were setting up this morning. Now, Duck, he got out on the golf cart this morning, passing or putting out the cones and yeah. marking the driveway and all that. And and uh, he came in and he said, you know, it's kind of hot in that sun. Yeah. So I felt a thing in here. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I bet. So yep. everything's all set up and ready for everybody to it's, show up at 7 a.m. in the morning? Ready to roll. About as ready as we can be at this point. Uh, the tables are set up for, um, for the CSC shops, the vendors. Um, got a table for you guys. Uh, Russ was there. You got everything set up. Yep. And, I saw uh, him leaving today. Yep. yep. And they're, they're Ronald McDonald ladies, two representatives from there, are supposed to be there in the morning. They will good. be there in the morning. Uh, they're right next to you guys. As you walk oh, in the good. front door, they're right there. You, I'll make right sure there. that they get yep. on the radio. Absolutely. So when you and, show and they've up, agreed to do that a, already. Okay. Yeah. All right. Already good. talked to the ladies about that. So okay. they're ready to roll. Yeah, it's it's we're expecting a big turnout, Dave. I mean So am I. I'm expecting two hundred cars. Absolutely. I, I think we will have. I really do, because we had hundred and sixty, I think, the last, last year. time. You know, and uh forty more with this weather the way it is, gorgeous <laughs> and everything. Beautiful. Um floodwaters. I heard you guys talking about yeah. the flood on the way over here. But, not, uh, not affecting us. Well, I hope it doesn't affect the yeah, I hope it's not affecting the car show for sure. But, I don't think it you know, will. Yeah. Uh, if you're over, but I'm, I will warn you on the flooding. If you're over there in uh, Toadsuck, in that area, yeah. it is underwater. Yeah, it is very much so. You know, be yeah. be aware. I, it just amazed me today when we had uh, Jr. and we're going to replay that interview just for all of you listening right now. Lots of 
important information coming from J.R. Davis, the uh, governor's spokesperson, during my last hour here of the show. We're going to replay that uh, during drive time. And uh, J.R. said that bridge that comes from Oklahoma into Fort Smith, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's closed. Yeah, that's highway. Goes, but it splits between uh, Roland and, and Fort Smith. You cannot Harrison. go over that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's I heard the that water too. is that yeah. close to the top. Yeah, it's terrible. That just blew me away. I know. I've I've never. I don't ever remember it getting that high. Mm-mm. Never. And then they said that uh, the the river uh, in the park, the walking park, that's lower than where the sheriff's museum and stuff mm-hmm. uh, is underwater. He really? says those those real tall uh, lights they got that light the uh, park. So you talking about there? the judge? Parker yeah. Museum, all it, that part? That's not wow. underwater. That's above. They built it up high. Okay. So, But down there where you walk kind of down and they've got the, the pavilion that's down there right. and stuff. I'm familiar and, with that, yeah. You know, where they were bringing the Indians and, and stuff from yeah. Trail of Tears yeah. and all that. Yeah. It's all underwater right wow. now. Wow. Completely. One of, one of those buildings, and I forget which one it is, it's, I know they've got green roofs on them and, and they're metal buildings. We used to have our meetings in there, you mm-hmm. know, our, our training meetings for the CSC shops would come right. in here. We'd have the vendors come and do their facilitate their meetings in there. But I'm sure that part is, and that may be part of what you're talking about. That's right. About. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. So uh, just know that there's a lot of our neighbors in the state here of Arkansas that are suffering right now. Dardanelle, especially. Um, I sent the picture uh, to Elizabeth. If you go on uh, my uh, Facebook page, it's been posted, I believe. And it show and, and my thanks to Shane Stacks for the the picture of the levee that's been breached there in Darnell. It is not good. Wow. Just tell you, it's not good. It's they, terrible. They, what I heard was that they're afraid you're going to lose town. So that's not good. That's not good at all. Not good at all. But yeah. on a better note, we're going to have a heck of a car show tomorrow. Uh, we've got. Uh, was it Corky's is coming in barbecue? Yes, we've actually got two food vendors this year, Dave. Um, we got backup. <laughs> yeah, well, the, so that person wasn't expecting he, he, three thousand yeah, people. Kinda, it kind of overwhelmed him. Um, um, did he did it as good as he could, but it was hot, you know, and uh, the heat got got to him as well as some other folks. But anyway, we've got two food vendors. We've got uh, Corky's barbecue that's coming out, mm-hmm. and they're going to be serving barbecue. And uh, they're also going. We've got a hamburger and hot dog vendor that's coming out. That's cool. Trider. That's good. So you know, some of the, we got to thinking some of the kiddos may not want barbecue. I so can understand that. We gave them an option of the hot dog or hamburger. So and tonight, I'm going over and having dinner over at the uh, the the butcher block. All right. Uh huh. And I'm going to talk to Al while I'm there. And next year we'll have pizza too. Oh, awesome! He That'd does. Be good. He's got a he's got a truck now, and he does pizza. So we'll get him for next year. That'll cater to anybody. Kiddos, yeah. me, everybody <laughs> loves pizza. It, yeah. And yeah. they got these new pizza ovens that are just incredible yeah. and cook pizza fast. Wow. So we'll get him there that for that. That would be fantastic. And uh, we've got one more. Um, I don't want to forget to to tell everyone this. Okay. Um, actually, we had lunch with Joe and Duck and the guys that was helping us set up, but um, the, all the other guys. But we're going to have a special um, appearance guest. And I don't know if you know this, Dave. Uh, Who's coming? Joe Klein. Joe Klein's coming. He's going to be there. Yeah. All right, from Corky's? <laughs> yes. Very cool. He's making an appearance. Is he yeah. going to be there early enough that we can throw him on the radio? 
Uh, don't know about that. You might have to talk to Joe about that. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> I don't know what time he's, he's going to get He's been on there. my show before, but yeah. uh, Certainly if, he, if he's there, I'd love to have him on and, and talk yeah. to him a little bit. Certainly ask him, and I'm sure he would He would do that. But, yeah, he's going to be there, of course. And, uh, you know, Corky's – that's his baby, so he's coming uh, as well. But um, uh, we're looking forward to that. Um, we've got a lot of door prizes, folks. Uh, the vendor's going to have door prizes. Or certified service center shops, of course, as usual, they have door prizes. We're giving away two 65-inch flat-screen televisions. Woo-hoo! Two of them. Not one. So, two. Yeah, it's, it's a t- $2 per ticket raffle. And the ladies at the Ronald McDonald House will be there as you walk in the door. They're right there to your right. They will be handling all that selling the raffle tickets and all those proceeds proceeds as well as everything for the car show will benefit the ronald mcdonald house yeah so. let, let, let's thank kenneth phillips yeah, he's supplying absolutely the, the yeah tv some do drop auto absolutely repair in pine plus big hand for kenneth he yeah, actually is the uh person that uh provided those two flat screen tvs so hats off to kenneth and his his operation i love there. it yep i love it but uh I don't know. It's, it's going to be a great time, Dave. Uh, $20 donation to register for your vehicle. Get there early. You can you know, still do that online Correct. at BTB, btbautoparts.com. Dot com. That's correct. Or if you go on the, the Facebook link, you'll need to uh, go on to the um, um, register for the car show link. And there's a survey that comes up. But actually, if you scroll below that survey there the car show brochure will pull up and right below that is the uh, entry okay for the car show keep that you know, in mind form. yeah because some people we've had some calls that people have struggled trying to find that on the facebook page be patient scroll down look for the link and you'll find it okay so dads and granddads if you've been talking to your grandkids and uh, i'm going to talk to granddads like or my age in the 60s and you talk about the great muscle cars of the late 60s and 70s bring your grandchildren absolutely they will have that's usually the corvettes are the biggest group we have and then the muscle Mm -hmm. cars are number two that's correct and man i'm going to tell you what we have they have some awesome muscle cars that show up yes they do and so you'll want to show it to them and then show them the engines and say that had 340 horsepower Man, that had a lot of power. And then take him out and show him a Mustang out in the parking lot that has an engine that is not even half the size of that one and has more power. Yep. yep. It's amazing to me still today that they can do that. It is. It really is. I mean, little. Little. I, I had that 440, you know, the Charger, the 440 RT. Mm-hmm. And that engine took up the whole engine cabinet, mm-hmm. all of it. Mm-hmm. You can now open up the hood of a car that has more than 440 horses and it is less than half of that engine. <laughs> it is. It really is. It's amazing. It's ama- the yeah, it is amazing and makes yep. makes me want to buy one. <laughs> Just to be honest, I want one of those demons. I want one of those demons, 720 horses. <laughs> if you stomp yeah. on at the front end and lifts off the ground, I kind of like that. <laughs> uh, you've been out my way on uh, in Cabot on Highway 5, right? I have. I don't know. You I don't, haven't. Been, okay. No, I haven't. Well, I haven't. the the interchange of eighty nine and five. Yes. Is now where that's at? There. Okay. There. And it's right there by the Valero gas station. There is a stoplight there. Okay. Now it's two lanes as you go up the hill, and then it merges into one. Correct. So everybody wants to be 
in front of everybody, and it's like a miniature <laughs> drag strip right now. It is. I've been I in that would line. love to have a demon <laughs> and just burn the tires where nobody could see anything in back of me. You'd pop over that hill faster than anybody could look. <laughs> yeah, I'd be, I'd be in jail faster than <laughs> yeah, anybody would know would hit and hit them. But yeah. I have seen the trooper there a lot. Oh yeah, <laughs> state he, police hangs around there. Area. If you're going that direction, he's either up there or back at the bridge yeah. on Highway Five yep. by the. Um, the uh, Asian eating place. Just Absolutely. know that he hangs out in those two places. All right. So, I mean, this is going to be fun, Jerry. This is always a good time. And if you've wanted to go to a car show, but you never taken the time, this is the one to go to. I'm just telling you. Absolutely. For more reasons than one. Yeah. You know. The way that they judge the cars, and we'll talk about that tomorrow on the show on the car and truck doctors, because we'll have uh, Bill's going to be there from... Uh, Rock City Cruisers, and it's amazing what they do to um, judge these cars. I mean, if you put that much money into rebuilding a car, you want people who know what they're doing to judge your car. And these guys know what they're doing. And what you're dealing with in our place, you know, at our show with 200 cars, potentially 200-plus cars, (laughs) you better have somebody. (laughs) And then you got all the, you know, you you got all the CSCs sitting out there, and they know cars. Yes, they do. Yeah, and I haven't heard anybody uh, from the uh, technical side complain about who the winner was. Because there was no doubt about it by the time you get to it. Of course, we've had two tie before. Yes, we have. And we've had to flip a coin. Yeah, we did. And they went along with it, all right? We We didn't crown two. As the winner, we flipped a coin, and one was the winner. And then came back the next year, the one that lost the coin cost won the next year. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. Pretty <laughs> cool. Let's take a break, then we'll come back. We'll talk more about the car show. Remember, you can still register online. It's btbautoparts.com. That's online. Or if you want to do it in the morning, be there at 7 a.m. at Conway Expo Center Duck and Joe will be there. They'll be looking for you, and they'll get you all set up and get you inside. First come, first serve for people going inside. We're not yep. giving anybody, um, you know, a, a reservation inside. If you get there before we fill that, if you get there after we fill it up, you'll be up underneath the pavilion outside. It'll still be nice. You'll have uh, sound because we're going to have a, uh, a group of speakers out there, and we're going to. And yeah, uh, it's our PA system, and we're going to have also uh, fans out there moving the wind around. Yes. Don't forget about PI Roofing Home Solutions. They're now doing gutter cleaning, and if you're doing gutter cleaning with PI Roofing, I can tell you it will be the highest quality gutter cleaning ever. It's at a great value to you, and while you're talking to them about your uh, gutters, you might want to talk to them about their great comprehensive roofing that they do. And one other thing that they do, home repair expertise. You know, when a leak gets uh, through your, your roof and it starts getting into your house, it can destroy between, uh, you know, the, the drywall. It can set up mold in your house. It can destroy the ceiling in your living room or one of your bathrooms or, or a bedroom. And the problem with that is, is that a lot of contractors don't want to deal with small jobs like that. The folks at PI Roofing will come to your aid, and with their expertise and their great professionals, they'll do a great job for you. To learn more, 
to get them out to your house to give you a quote or whatever it is that you want. Just go to piroofing.com. All right, we're back. Jerry's here from uh, Bumper to Bumper. We're talking about the car show tomorrow. It's here, June 1st. We're here already. At uh, 10 o'clock until 2 o'clock. By the way, let me mention to you, no cost to get in. That's right. No admission. You want to come and see it? Come on in. We will ask, though, that you buy a couple tickets for the TV. you got to be present to win, so stick around. Wait a minute. We changed that. Oh, did you? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, In fact, I covered this with everybody. Um, You do not have to be present to win. Okay. So, And uh, you'll notice when you get there, and Dave, you'll see it too, their raffle tickets are custom with the uh, Ronald McDonald House on there. Okay. It has a $2 uh donation on it and we have a place there for them to fill out their name and phone number and email okay so right. we can contact them if they That's leave good. if they leave the building so. yeah i would suggest yep. you don't but yep. absolutely uh, not. the bottom yep. line is when you do leave there'll be a barrel or something i think they said they're going to have something where you can make a donation right. if you want to yes please go past that and if you had a great time which i think you will uh you know Drive a you know drop a five spot or whatever you can afford into it because I'm going to be honest I'm going to start pushing for us to try to get enough money donated that we can give ten fifteen thousand dollars absolutely to Ronald McDonald yeah that House. would be great that, that donation box as I understand it the Ronald McDonald ladies will have their donation box right there okay at their table okay not one so, of those little ones like on the outside no of, i don't know what they're bringing i hope it's not a little one because that thing <laughs> it's gonna hope, be full real quick it's gonna be full quick we'll have to have a backup plan on that yeah deal, but, but yeah. yeah they're bringing their own so hopefully they'll they'll have that covered and so. uh if you just listen into the show tomorrow starting at 8 a.m not 9 when we typically come on we'll be on at eight o'clock from the conway expo city uh center giving you all the information that you need as you come out to the car show uh it starts at 10 um i'm just saying i would get there a little bit early that way you'll get a chance to mosey up to maybe get closer to the cars than you will later in the show there'll be so many people there and around the cars that you may not get as close of a view as you want and if you're a corvette person absolutely you must come to the show last year i literally sat as not last year year before last last year i wasn't there they pulled in this one vet it was purple it was <laughs> I remember that. purple yep. and the, and it was one of those purple paint jobs that looked like you could put your finger on it and it was still wet yep and it pulled in they had done the inside i think it was 60 a 67 is what it was and it pulled in and i'm going to tell you what my jaw was on the <laughs> ground it was the most that was the prettiest car I ever seen, and it didn't even place in the top ten. Wow, yeah. that was what yeah. was amazing. That I don't that's, remember, but that's but how I remember tough. The car. Yeah, that's how wow. tough the cars yeah. are. Yeah. yeah, there was one last year, David. I know you weren't there, but there was a champagne colored vet, and he was right up. Front. I heard about this. It, it was, was a beautiful. beautiful, perfect. I mean, flawless. I I didn't see a single spot on that car. I mean, it was just because you're not a duck. Well, that's true. <laughs> he can find he can find a microchip oh, or some micro a, spot on oh, anything. It's yeah. amazing what yeah. he, what those guys can do. But yes, yeah, I like I like bets, but my number one love is muscle cars. I always will. I owned a, a Dodge Charger, '69 Dodge Charger RT. I loved mm-hmm. it, orange, black interior. Didn't yep. have a Confederate flag on it, 
But I'm just telling you, it was beautiful. It had slicks on the back. That's when you could drive them around legally <laughs> on the road. Great automobile. I remember those days. Great yeah. automobile. Yeah. Loved it. Loved yeah. it. Did you used to hang out at the uh, the local uh, you know, burger place that you, where you lived at? Did they have a burger place you could drive yeah, around? Yeah, we had a burger place. We had, of course, we still had Sonic in my okay, day. Well. You know, but, but there was also a local dairy place that everybody went to and there was, of course, Main Street. Everybody, what you call, dragged up and down. Yeah. Street. Drug Main, you know, uh-huh. Drag Main. So we had that. Uh, I'm originally from Mina. So okay. that's, that's where all that took I place. Bet. Believe it or not, I've been to Mina. Yeah. I maybe. like it out there. Yeah. The, the state park out there is beautiful. Yeah. It's really a, a beautiful area. You know, you got Rich Mountain up there that, yeah. that goes all the way from Mina. It starts at Mina and goes all the way across the mountain into Oklahoma, Highway 1. There is know. a, there is a, uh, I don't, I can't remember the name of it because it was three years ago we went out to a italian restaurant there in mina mm-hmm. that was outrageously good yeah i know what you're talking about i just at the moment can't think of the name yeah, of it but it it's was kind of really good. as you go kind of south out of town it's on the left yeah i know which one you're talking about it is good food where i grew up in highland yeah. indiana it was the blue top and it looked a whole lot like arnold's from american graffiti oh, really? yeah wow. it was a round building and it had a, a blue light on top to yeah. rotate it and then you had the, the rows <laughs> where you could stop and get a malt or whatever yeah. and all the people would had to drive through you know and show off their oh cars. yeah absolutely that was the thing pull the, that's what pull the caps did. off the end of the pipes that's what everybody <laughs> did it's great yeah. all right so don't miss it it's going to happen tomorrow starting at 10 a.m until uh 2 p.m at the conway yeah. expo center uh 2505 i think that's east Oak Street. That's correct. All right. You Highway 64 going yeah. to Valonia. You yep. won't miss it. we got a truck out there. It's got a video screen with, a, with an arrow saying this way. So come on. Parking's free. Entry is free. Just going to be a great time. Jerry, thank you for coming in. Quite welcome, Dave. I appreciate it. Thank come, you. Coming, in, uh, coming up after the news, uh, we're repeating an interview I did with J.R. Davis, uh, the governor's spokesman, talking about the flooding in Arkansas. The latest information up to that point, you can catch it when we come back. So tell me, you're getting ready to do some uh, more of your seminars. That's right. Yeah, on Tuesday, June, we'll talk about that. But I want you to imagine two different people in nearly identical scenarios, Dave. They're similar age, retirement dates, earned Mm -hmm. income throughout their careers. Yet despite their similarities, they receive dramatically different amounts in social security benefits i'm not talking about the difference of a few bucks here dave i'm talking about tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in lifetime benefits so you you ask your listeners right now are probably scratching their head and saying well how could that possibly happen two people retiring at the same time My same listeners age don't i tell them how that <laughs> that's works right out. they're well informed so how did but but the point is how do different people in identical scenarios wind up getting dramatically different benefits and i'll tell you the reason's simple one is a well-informed one person's well-informed and has a sound thoughtful strategy and the other one has absolutely no strategy at all dave they take their benefits at face value and that's where it ends up costing them tens of thousands of dollars oftentimes. Every person's situation is unique. So there's a lot of different things 
You know, maybe we have a chance today. I'd like to talk about why you can't rely on the Social Security Administration for sound advice mm-hmm. and how you could minimize or avoid paying taxes on up to 85% of your Social Security benefits. That's a big gotcha for a lot of people in retirement. And maybe if we have time, we'll talk about spousal benefits. There's a lot of questions there. Well, I'll tell you, money's cheap right now. Pay your taxes on it now and not later. That's right. And that's a big part of our practice. Not only Social Security, a lot of people come to us for Social Security, but there's a big difference between tax planning and tax preparation. I don't know if I told you I acquired a CPA firm where we actually do tax preparation, but it's not really our primary focus. We we did it for a handful of clients this year. But tax plan, how do you know the difference between tax planning and tax preparation? And this also ties right into Social Security because many people are unknowingly headed into retirement and they could have avoided paying taxes on up to 85% of their Social Security. Mm-hmm. So how do you know? Uh, it is, or when are you, are you gathering documents for 2019 and the year 2020 and taking them to your CPA or doing your TurboTax? You're recording history. Plain and simple. Proactive tax planning happens around November of this year. Yeah, you got to look at that forward-looking tax strategy. And it's a shame because many people are heading into retirement and they're focused on rates of return. I hear it all the time. Well, you know, you hear somebody in, in this industry that's rates of return, rates of return. And I liken it, Dave, to having a bucket that you're trying to pour water into and it's got holes. Right. You're focused on return, yet you're losing over a lifetime, hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes that could have been avoided. So you're paying money unknowingly and unnecessarily. Does that make sense? Yeah, I. And so you can't makes look, sense to me because I understand this stuff. You've yeah, taught me well. Yeah, you can't look at this stuff in a vacuum when you're headed into retirement. You can't just if you've just got a bunch of uh, statements, or maybe if you're fortunate enough, somebody's helping you. You got an income plan, but if you're not integrating taxation, this listen, Dave. This is the biggest threat. To retirees and it's serious business, higher taxes in retirement. The CBO recently stated, and this was the last year I was doing research for a software we developed as part of our process, the DLF Retirement Advantage process and the Retirement Advantage Roadmap. The CBO, October of last year, and this is right out of the report. You know, they come out with an annual yeah. uh, statement of the, the fiscal condition of the country. And I quote, the federal budget is frightening and unsustainable and just to pay for Medicare and Social Security alone. And the interest on the debt, we need to raise taxes by seven to eight trillion dollars over the next ten years. That's right. That's what the the, the CBO is telling us is frightening and unsustainable. Now, uh, and then what are the politicians saying? Yeah. They're saying we want to spend eight yeah. to ten trillion dollars on sure. more programs. And even the current president, I know he's done a lot of things I'm a fan of, but spending is continuing to skyrocket. Yep. But one one thing is as much of you've got to understand two thirds of the budget is what? It's built it's baked in the cake. Yeah, they they will tell you they very little is discretionary. Can't do much. Yeah, right. Because we all all these all these entitlement programs and what what what's hap- why we why Trump has stimulated the economy why the GDP numbers are up why things uh, unemployment is down what we need to be doing is going to the public and we need to say look we got to eat our spinach everybody the, the spending's already been done it's just a matter of when tax rates we have here's the, the the reality and this ties right into social security and taxes on social security and when you should actually claim we either double taxes immediately or cut spending in half immediately. 
or well, some combination thereof. Which do you or think some combination do. there? Now, if you think one of, will get you votes, one will not. That's right. It's not popular. So we think of one politician on the left that's very famous. God help us all if he gets elected. Bernie Sanders. Yeah, that's right. The one percent. He, talk, he talks about <laughs> that's the pretty good. You've been working on <laughs> yeah. that. That's good. I can. The only other. Uh, I'm not very good. I've tried Al Gore. You know, because I talk about there's a fame in the maximizing Social Security class. There's a famous politician who said it was in a lockbox. There's no lock. I can't do yeah. Al Gore, but I think I've got a pretty good. Uh, let me try here. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Man, that's pretty Ms. good, Miss Lewinsky. That depends on what the meaning of is is. See, I, I think I'm okay with that, but I can't. Yeah. That's about that's about it. Bernie Sanders and Bill Clinton. And Bernie Sanders is not bad. I, I've got a friend that can do Trump really well. So, <laughs> but uh, but all this time, yeah, it is really scary because my point is, is God forbid we elect even maybe not this go around, but a politician at some point we know it's coming. Where do you think they're going to go? Dave, there are trillions of dollars. This is low-hanging fruit waiting to be taxed in what are better known as 401ks, IRAs, 457 plans. And we've been hearing them talk about this. And remember, these plans do two things very well. They postpone the tax. Mm-hmm. And they postpone the tax calculation. Mm-hmm. Let, the, let your listeners, let that run by their, through their brains real slow. It postpones the tax. And it postpones the calculation. So if you believe taxes are and what we, we do is we show people and we tie into Social Security uh, with our uh, custom developed software. I'm excited about it. We've got a group of people in another state with a couple hundred people that work at the company that are looking at it, uh, using it for their advisors. So I always say, don't look at the people that what you do as competition. Figure out how to solve their problems and get them to pay you for it. Mm, that's good. <laughs> so so uh, we're excited about it. But we show people what, what happens if tax rates stay the same. And what happens if tax rates double? So we, if, if we can at least agree on the premise that, hey, look, they're going to stay the same. But we know that if Congress does absolutely nothing, Dave, come January 2026, tax rates go up uh, back to what they were under Obama, which are still historically low. What were they in the 70s? And this top marginal rate was around 70%. Mm-hmm. Famous politician. We know who he was. He was an actor, became a politician. Guy by the name of Ronald Reagan. That's right. He writes in his biography. He says... He'd do two movies. He'd make $200,000, which is about $2.3 million today. And then he'd go to the ranch. He said even the state of California got the rest. So it literally didn't make sense for him to work. So that's think about that. At one point, the top marginal rate was 94%. Yes, it was. It's crazy. You think that can't happen again? Oh, no. I know it could. The other party that wants to get back in power? Listen to what they're saying. So this is why taxes, if you look at the, we do have in July another uh, event at the UA Breckenridge. Remember we did the movie event? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the documentary. Uh, it is, I had a, a person recently, a state representative looked at it and he brought it back to me. He said, this is, everybody needs to see this. So taxes are such a big issue. In up to 85% of your Social Security benefits, this is the deal. I've run the math 100 different times in 100 different ways, and if you could have avoided it, that you could run out of money five to seven years sooner. And here's why. Because the majority of people that I see, they've got 95% of their money waiting to be taxed. So what happens if you find yourself where you've got $8,000 a year you're paying in federal because they dump it on all your other income, IRA distributions, pensions, so when you're pulling that out, uh, if uh, 
$8,000. Well, if you need a certain amount of income, how do you to pay the tax? You got you got to pull it out. So what does that mean? You got to pull out even more how do you to plan, pay the tax on the tax. But how do you plan if you have no idea what the tax is going to be? I liken it to, well, that's where, Dave, proactive tax planning comes in. And the majority of your listeners near retirement, they're not having these discussions. I urge you, I don't care if it's us or someone, make sure you get with a qualified person. You know, ask yourself this. When you sit down with whoever you're working with, what does it look like when they're showing you how to save tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes? That should be the standard. If, if people aren't hearing that, they need to get, at least they need to think about it. It's a serious topic. You got to get a break in. Let's do that. We'll come back. David Lucas is here this hour. If you want to ask him a question, 823-0965. 823-0965. And uh, we're go- he's got a seminar coming up. We're going to tell you when yeah, those dates are going to be. Yep. The workshops are coming up. And uh, we'll give you the phone number to call so you can go with one of them and get yourself educated. Educated. You got to do that. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. More coming your way. 101.1 FM, The Answer. Huh? Back with you on the Dave Ellswick Show. Got a caller uh, for for David Lucas. Let's get to that. Lee, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. Thank you. What's your question? Uh, I have a question. Uh, what do you think about an IUL policy? in terms of uh, retirement savings? That's a, that's a good question. And uh, it's here's what I'd like to tell you, Lee. It, and you have to think about the – there are – okay, he's giving me two minutes. So I've got to keep this short. I like to give an analogy if you were going to go to the Masters. And you know what that is. Of course, Tiger Woods just won the Masters. Right. And, Lee, if you could go to the Masters, you had to, and you could choose one of two things. You could choose the clubs of any player that's ever played a round of golf, or you could choose their ability. What would you want? Ability. That's right. You, 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 the, Tiger Woods clubs aren't going to do you a lot of good, right? So what is the financial world has to sell? We'll call them clubs. Do you need the clubs to play the game of finance? You absolutely do. Uh, so that, But the greatest impact on your game comes from perfecting your swing. With that being said, for the right person, I mean, we've got clients that put hundreds of thousands of dollars a year into certain insurance contracts, and some of them are IULs. Uh, we've got uh, a business platform that uh, we have uh, our partners' platforms funded over $8 billion into IULs without a client writing a single check. So we go into a, a big company as a supplemental retirement. We use those, and the bank, the New York Bank, funds uh, 50 key employees, and it costs the employer nothing, and it costs the employee nothing, and it's not a liability on the balance sheet of the corporation. So we do use those, but I liken it to a club. Uh, the problem is in this industry, you have a lot of people that focus on products and not process, i.e. taxes and, and, and actually efficiency and things. Uh, but it's a good asset class. Uh, Bank of America has over $20 billion of bank-owned life insurance. They have $9 billion in real estate. So uh, the wealthy like those kind of assets, and I'm not opposed to it. All right. So uh, an individual could do it. They don't have to go through the company necessarily? Oh, okay. no. We stand do by. Stand we do by. for, people, go to the, for the right people. Back with you. Joining us on phone is Lee. Lee, you there still? I am. Okay, great. I've got uh, David Lucas back here in the studio. He'll pick up Yeah, with so you. you posed the question, and just so people understand, you mentioned IUL, and is, it stands for Indexed Universal Life. and We don't have time to get into all the specifics. Uh, those are pitched by a lot of insurance salesmen and advisors, and they can be good. 
Uh, but again, it goes back to: is it the right club for you? It's not. A, it, it, it they're for the right situation. You know, as a fiduciary, we're we're beholden to do what's in your best interest. So, the scariest thing I see is where somebody's been. They've gone to a steak seminar, dinner seminar, or whatever, and they've got somebody's telling them ninety percent of their assets need to go into an indexed annuity, which is similar to an indexed universal life. I say, run with your wallet. That's not suitable, and uh, you you just have to make sure that you're you're not focusing on a product and you're looking at all the pieces together. That's the best advice I can give. I can't tell you if I, yes, for the right person, I think they're great. Okay. Okay. Great. Well, thank you very much. Sure. Okay. Appreciate your, your, your call though. All right. Sure. Thank right. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 823-0965 is the number here at Dave Ellswick show. You got a question for David. Here's your opportunity to talk to him. He knows what he's talking about. He does something that I really, really appreciate. He's, he told this guy the honest God truth. Not, that might be right for you. It might not. Number yeah. one, you need to sit down with that person and talk to him for that's a right. long time. Yeah, that's right. I can't tell. It may be. It may not. I just, I'd just i have to know more. I can't just say. Uh, now, there are certain products, though, I, I do despise. So and i could tell you why but uh we won't get into that now so but we're talking about i want to make sure people know upcoming tuesday june the 11th 6 p.m we're teaching maximizing social security this is a two-hour course this is not a sales event it's 20 bucks there's a 40-page color workbook i've totally rewritten for 2019 so i'm really excited about that we get right down to business we hand you a syllabus we have a course evaluation at the end. We have a goals worksheet. First thing I do when this class starts, it's held right at the Retirement Advantage University off of uh, Maumel Boulevard, mile, mile down on the left, which is our office. And we we uh, I get feedback from what what it is they're looking to accomplish, and then we have some good interaction. We keep these. This is why if you're wanting to get in this month. It's critical you call or go online because I keep these classes to about 25. Yeah, call now because yeah. I'm telling you what talking about right now. June the 11th and June 13th It's 6 p.m. Uh, yeah, we had like five registrations today, five or six I saw just in the last hour. So these are filling up June the 11th, 6 p.m., June the 13th. Uh, easiest way you can go on if you're driving down the road anytime, go online, davidlucasfinancial.com. Front and center on the homepage, you'll see Maximizing Social Security with David Lucas. Click on there and you can choose the upcoming dates. If they're sold out, you can. We do have one in July and then uh, August, I think, and September. I think we're done for the year. So we've had over 500 people go through this uh, course, and we get um, tremendously good feedback. People say, I've been to others, and I didn't learn a thing. I came out of this knowing exactly what to do. So it's, I think it's, hey, we'll give them a money-back guarantee. I know that sounds cliche but if, if, they're, if they're worried about, am I going to pay $20 and get sold something, look, this is about edgy. We don't talk about anything but educational material to make you make, help you make an informed decision. All right, easy number to remember. Call this number and sign up. 653-6690. Yep, 653-6690. You can go again, davidlucasfinancial.com. Think about this, Dave. How and when you claim your Social Security benefits impacts a lot more just than your benefits. For instance, I know you know this, but listeners are tuning in all the time. It could also trigger a mountain in taxes. It could double your Medicare premiums. Yep. 
and it could cause you to forfeit thousands of dollars in spousal benefits. That's something we cover in great detail, spousal benefits. There's a lot of confusion around spousal benefits. So very, very important that you understand this because you could be forgetting about, well, there's taxes. We talked about that earlier and you could be forgetting about Social Security income and how that factors in. Combined without proactive tax planning, for many people, it could push them into a much higher tax bracket uh, that you weren't expecting, and that could affect those Medicare premiums. Get this, Dave. I was reading, doing a little show prep for I, I did here a promo yeah. and uh, for the upcoming show, and I've been doing some show prep. This is according to Forbes, just a recent article, and I quote, taxes could double in the next 10 years. So you think about it, if your benefits put you in a higher bracket and the tax rates for the bracket doubles or goes up significantly, then it affects the Medicare premiums. It could cost you a small fortune. This is why you've got to do proactive tax planning. Because you'll be hit from all sides. You're going to be hit as far as your taxes go. Here's how else you get hit. Prices go up because businesses are going to want to pay for the extra taxes they got to pay. Oh, that's right. Yes. So you get hit from every side. It is a math that I wrote an article in the Healthcare Journal last year titled "The Four Letter Word That Will Derail Your Retirement and How to Fix It." And what is that four letter word? There's the, the former Comptroller General of the United States, David M. Walker. He was the like a CPA of the United States, basically. Mm-hmm. So he was under Bush and Clinton. And he took one look at the books, Dave, and he said, "I can I can give you a, it's a I can give you a four letter word." He went on, he wrote a, a book called Comeback America. He was barnstorming the country, trying to warrant, sound the alarm. He quit his job as comp, former Comptroller General. And people were calling in. I think he was on NPR. And they're like, hey, what's the four-letter word? We don't know. Uh, the callers can guess, and it's math. It is a mathematical math. certainty. It, see, it's already been done. Tax rates have to double at some point. Mm. So this is serious business, and how it ties into your Social Security is serious business because for, I'd say, 40 to 50% of the people, it could could entirely be avoided listening right now. And if you're just willy-nilly, oh, I'm just going to file at 62, or or some people say always file at 70. Oh, that's the best advice. For some people, that's the right answer, Dave. Yeah. Just almost like that gentleman Lee called in, well, is this a good product? Well, yeah, you, you can't make blanket statements if like... If it's the product for you. That's right, because it's about <laughs> a process. So you think about uh, 70 for some makes sense, but you, the, your claiming strategy for you is different than your neighbor, is different than your brother. There's so many variables that you just can't Maybe different say. than your wife. That's right. Well, or your husband. Well, you really... Spousal benefits is something that is missed, and one of the biggest... What I call outside-of-the-box strategies is missed, which about half of the people listening will qualify for. It, it does result in people losing out on fifty, sixty, eighty, a $100,000, and they're not getting advice from the Social Security Administration. I had a prominent figure here wrote me a nice letter, and he said, look, David, I went to the th- – I think he said two different times, three, to the local office, three different answers. I go online – can't get any information so i knew immediately sitting down with him uh, what he needed to do and so that's i said we see it all the time yeah because it happens let me tell you what when i called him i wasn't happy with what i heard now i talked to a lot of other people before i finally called them back and then i knew what i wanted to do and they were able to 
facilitate me for what I want to do. Yeah, it's a it, so as far as that. Let's see if I can find this article here. Let's see. Here's another one. According to Forbes, <laughs> the Social Security Administration has some forty thousand undertrained, overwhelmed, and sometimes arrogant staffers who routinely tell people things that are dead wrong, half wrong, misleading, or incomplete. And as a result, thousands of people are making terribly wrong decisions daily about claiming their Social Security benefits, decisions that are costing them huge sums of money. What this, I'm not telling you, is this This all came out of a, a study that was done with the Senate, on a, a Senate Committee on Aging in conjunction with the Government Accountability Office. That was what came out of that report. It was a scathing report. And it, that, that, so that's that just, I think, solidifies uh, what I'm saying. And it's, it's real. I mean, the spousal benefits and, and the people miss it all the time. So... Okay, That's so now example. when is the the uh, uh, special classes coming up again? Yep, that's a good question. Uh, let me find. We got so many. I got to make sure I get it right. Okay, June the eleventh at six p.m. and June the thirteenth at six p.m. It's held at the Retirement Advantage University, right off Mall Boulevard, mile down on your left, easily accessible. It's at six p.m. Two hour class. We take about a ten minute break. It's twenty bucks. Get you a full, a, a rewritten, I've wrote, wrote this from the ground up. Got to give credit to my friend Jonathan Bean, who put all this together. You know, I wrote the material, and then we put this together. It's a beautiful workbook. They fill along as they go. Don't worry, there's answers in the back if you can't keep up. But we, <laughs> the slides the slides actually correspond with sure. the workbook. So uh, we get right down to business, and we have tremendously good feedback from this event. Here's the key. They want you to walk away knowledgeable, all right, not not irritated yeah and 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 that's just it this is about education it really is here's the number 653-6690-653-6690 call that number right now get yourself in get yourself a seat because i guarantee you there uh that maybe by the middle of next week uh you'll still be able to get a seat but i doubt it 653-6690, quarter till six, take a break. David Lucas is our special guest. You want the guru of uh, Social Security? He's here in the studio right now. All right, that phone number again to call in to get yourself and set yourself up for a seat is 653-6690, 653-6690. And I can tell you, I've had a lot of people tell me they went to this, and uh, it was some of the best information that they could use just before they decided what they were going to do with Social Security. Dave, we have one other thing. Oh, and the people also want to mention they can register if they're driving down the road or they're in the middle of something, going in somewhere to dinner with the family or whatever. They can go over to davidlucasfinancial.com anytime, and you can just register and secure your spot this evening. And we have a lot of people do that. So just davidlucasfinancial.com and register that way as well. We were talking about this is a real gotcha for people. Up to 85% of their Social Security benefits are taxed as ordinary income. And listen to this. This is another – I was doing a little show prep for this Saturday's show here on 101.1 The Answer. According to Fidelity, if you're approaching retirement and think Social Security benefits always come tax-free, you're mistaken. Today – of Americans pay taxes on their Social Security benefits, up from 10% of Social Security recipients in 1984 when the government first began taxing the Social Security benefits. That was under Tip O'Neill and Reagan when that 
they started taxing benefits, yeah, yeah. believe it or not. According to Market Watch, this is another article, because of the way, and I'm quoting from this article, marketwatch.com, because of the way Social Security benefits are taxed, many middle-income retirees face a tax torpedo, where their marginal tax rate can more than double. This should certainly get your attention. Bless you, Dave. He's Excuse me. Sneezing attack there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's this is serious business when it comes to taxes and social security. And question that people have. Yes. All right. They tell you, they quote you, here's how much you get a month. That's after taxes, right? <laughs> is that a joke, Dave? I think you're trying to drive home the point, right? Yeah. When you look at your social security statement and it says if you take it at your full retirement age and depending on when you were born, it's a different age. Mm-hmm. This is the age when you're first eligible to receive full what the gov- or the or the Social Security Administration says for unreduced benefits. You without getting hit with an earnings test, you can mm-hmm. make unlimited amount of dollars and keep right. working and they don't but you were asking. So when yeah, you look on your statement and let's say your full retirement age is 66, and it says, oh, you're eligible for at 66, $2,400 a month. Mm-hmm. No. To be clear, you can find up to 85% of that taxed at your highest tax rate. Right. And the government dictates that. Wow. And how do they dictate that? Well. you got to come to the class. Huh? Well, they do, yeah, it's called provisional income. We go through the calculation in great detail and show. And then our software we developed uh, with our on-staff developer. I'm really proud of this. This guy is a genius. He dug through pages and pages of volumes of IRS tax code to build our, our program. Wow. But my mantra when building this thing, Dave, yeah. the Retirement Advantage Roadmap, is my 12-year-old had to understand it. You see, the problem is in this industry – and I'm really on a mission to change it, is behind closed doors, people in my business, I looked at 20-plus financial planning software out there, Mm -hmm. and they all look like they were designed by the same guy. They spit out 50 to 100 pages of stuff that the average Joe Lunchbox doesn't understand. They don't understand. So Einstein, I think I just said, he said, if you can't explain something simply, you probably don't understand it yourself. And so Da Vinci from the Renaissance... Brilliant man. He knew a lot about a lot of different things. He said simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. So we, we, I challenge conventional wisdom and say that this industry is stricken with the curse of knowledge. People come in routinely. They'll bring in something from another, somebody they met with, and they say, we don't have a clue what this guy's saying. He's just talking over our head, and we leave more confused when we began. So what we do is we take that this is what the DLF Retirement Advantage uh process is all about and the roadmap is we take some very complex topics taxation of social security taxation of your other income sources how do you pull from what account and when what are you how are you handling uh, risk diversification all these things and we boil it down in about four pages and people get it and that's why i'm excited about it uh, because it's it's much needed in the industry i told you we've got uh, well a very large company uh, it's a bit multi-billion dollar company uh, they're reaching out to me saying, "Hey, we're we're interested in this, but I, I've got to. I want to hold off a little while. I want to make sure I protect myself and proceed cautiously." So we're excited about it. I think it's going to change the industry uh, because this industry. You can have the best information in the world. I, I remember spending two thousand dollars on the tax planning software years ago, and I got on the phone and they're trying to explain it. They couldn't explain it. I couldn't understand. I'm thinking, okay, I'm a relatively Okay, guy, you know, intelligent guy. Well, I, you are. I, I study this stuff. Yeah. I couldn't get it, Dave. How am I supposed to explain this to a client? I, it's, we had to create our own because it's not out there. 
I, I think this is really going to transform the industry, and I'm excited about it because this people need this information. They need to know all this information because it, it this is serious business. When you think about it, well, it's that's not what we always retirement is not something you do every. It, this is a life changing event. Here's what you got to get right. You and I always talk about this. It's all right if you have money when you die. It's not all right when you don't have money and you're alive. The last place you want to be, Dave, is 85 years old, full of life, and flat broke. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And being a greeter at Walmart. Just saying. Nothing wrong with a greeter at Walmart. No. Shout out to Willie there in Maumelle. You know who I'm talking I about? That guy's a wonderful man. I got me another dollar. You hear him all throughout Walmart. You know who I'm talking about, right? I, I love that man. He's he. You just when you hear him, you want to give him a fifty or a twenty. Yeah, I bet he's done more. Raised so much money for Children's Hospital. It's amazing. I love that guy. So, but the bottom line is, you want to be in the position where you don't have to be worrying about where yeah, your next absolutely. dollars coming from. The three most important words, Dave, in retirement. You know what they are? What are they? Income, income, income. I know. I knew what the answer was. All right. <laughs> I knew what the answer was. Okay, so for this class, I want to impress upon you to call now. Get yourself on uh, a seat. Get yourself a seat because if you don't, you're not going to get one. It's very, very simple. I have people call me and say, hey, can you call David Lucas and get me a seat? No. Look, David likes me and we're good friends. But not even I can talk him into a seat. <laughs> hey, da- oh, go ahead. Yeah, 653-6690. 653-6690. That's the number. Call it right now. Or davidlucasfinancial.com. We yeah. have about 60 seconds or so. How long we got on the clock? I'm looking right here. You got about three minutes. Okay. Check out this story. This is another one from Forbes about a successful businessman who reached full retirement age at 66. He filed his benefits when so the when Social Security Administration told them to. They said, and I quote, even though you're still working, you might as well claim your benefit because there's no longer a cap on what you can earn. But this decision shortchanged his wife hundreds of thousands of dollars because he didn't understand his options. And so Dave, the author of the article goes on to say, and this is word for word, I thought to myself, here is a smart, successful businessman who wanted to take care of his wife. If he can't figure this out, who can? I think that should be... That's a very a, a lesson. Should be the lesson should be uh, instead of saying who can, it should be everyone can. That's right, absolutely. Here's another real quick. A recent report from the Social Security Administration's Office of the Inspector General estimates that nine thousand. If you're a widow or widower, I meet a lot of them, unfortunately. The estimates that nine thousand two hundred twenty-four widow and widower beneficiaries aged seventy and above were underpaid approximately one hundred thirty-one million dollars. The report also projects that the Social Security Administration will underpay over nineteen hundred beneficiaries to the tune of nine point eight million annually at age seventy. It goes on and on, Dave. Makes you want to cry. Yeah, I mean, I'm serious. Well, that, people need that help. Breaks my heart. People are. That's money that could very well. It's unfortunate it because it's a government and administered food, program, and whatever. Yeah, it's a government administered program, so it's it is what it is. But people need to understand. So yeah, these classes are you're going to get your money's worth. You're going to be very glad you spent two hours. All right, six five three. Can't I can't impress this enough on you? I we do this every month with David, and I say the same things all the time. Some of you take my advice, some of you don't. You who take your advice. You've been very lucky. You know that. 
653-653-6690 is the number to call right now. Get yourself set up with a seat for this learning experience on Social Security. 653-6690. So when do you leave on your... Uh, vacation little trip we fly out monday 20th anniversary i'm excited like i said congratulations on that by thank the way. you thank you my wife is very gracious to me and she's put up with a lot yeah, i was I gonna you, say Leah. she's put up with a lot i love i know you woman dearly <laughs> i couldn't put up with you i just say oh come on i know you yeah, work i appreciate too much, you dave you well it's something much. i'm working on you're right. taking a vacation next week good six five three sixty six ninety david lucas he's on tomorrow You can hear him at 10 and at 3 right here at 101.1 FM. The answer, we appreciate his time. Enjoy your vacation. Likewise, thank you. All right, I'll see you on Monday. Remember, God gave you life all week long. Surely you can give him an hour on Sunday to figure out what he's got for you in your life. Talk to you on Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.